We're going to continue today. I'm really excited about this. We're going to be, continue to talk about the authority that we have as a believer. As a believer. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to be talking about it for two more weeks, but I'm going to go back to our, our original text this morning. And it's in Mark chapter 13 and I'm going to read verse 34. And it said, it is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work. I think this is a picture of the Lord. I really believe it is. And, and he didn't leave those servants of his without power. He gave them authority. And now, now in the Greek, that's the word exousia and it means power of influence and of right. It's, it's our right to walk in, in victory. God give us that right. And it's to do the work that he set before us. You know, I believe everybody's called to some kind of ministry. Everybody is called to serve. If you're, you know, serving, there's ushers, there's greeters, there's people who go outside of the, the church. We have big days. We have, you know, all kinds of things. But everybody, everybody's called to be a minister. Every single one of us. And that's how, that's really how I started. That's how we started. We volunteered. We volunteered. We used to help clean and do all kinds of things. And, and the Lord finally, He promoted us to the place. Really, I'd never, I mean, sometimes I pinch myself. I go, wow, what took you so long, Lord? I, I don't say that. I made that part up. I'm going to see if He's listening to me. Hallelujah. But He, He's given us uh, the authority that we need. You know, I, I don't think I can stress this enough that you don't have to be a wimp because God has called you to be a winner. Everybody say, I am a winner. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, this friend of mine, Ronnie Brumley, used to always tell his kids when they were whining, he used to say, don't be a weenie. And he'd always say, they, those belong in the refrigerator. God's made you a winner. Amen. But he's made us a winner and, and, and he's given us, we don't have to go through life being dominated by the devil because he's given us authority. He's given us authority in the name of Jesus. But so many people go through life and they're just always beat down by him and they never stand up with the authority that's in the name of Jesus. Now you, you might say, well, we prayed and everything's going to be all right. No. No, he knows where you live. He knows where you're at. And he's so sneaky. And he understands where you're weak. Hallelujah. But when he comes to you, you have to tell him, I'm strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. He comes knocking at your door. Faith's going to answer. Oh, no, devil. You don't belong in this house. I come against you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to start out with a story. I love stories. And so this is a story that's in Luke chapter 15, and it's about the, the prodigal son. And, and you know, I'm going to pick it up to where he's in the hog pen. <laughs> what a place. You know, a lot of things led up to that, but he's here he is. He's in the hog pen. And, and he's, he's ragged and he smells bad and, and he's cold and he's hungry and he's beat down. He looks bad. But the Bible says this, that one day he came to himself and he began to say this, what am I doing here? And when he came to himself, I really believe it. Well, first of all, he got in that situation because he was away from the father. But one day he, I, he came to himself and I believe it's this. He came to who he was in the house, 
in his father's house. He was not a servant. He was part of the family. And he rose up and, and he started toward his father. And when he, when it, the Bible says this, that when, when he started going, that his father saw him from afar off. He was looking for him. He was expecting him to come home. See, that's a picture of us. Hallelujah. Many of us came from the hog pen. Not, a, not like that. But, but you know, we came from a rough place, but when we started walking and we came, set our heart on Jesus, set our heart on God, he began to run to us. Hallelujah. So he comes to his dad and he says, he says, you know, father, I've sinned and, and I've against you and I've sinned against God. And, and the father said, no, no. He said, Hey, he said, Hey, bring the robe, bring the best robe. And let's put it on this boy. <laughs> let's put it on this boy. And he put that, he put that robe over him, over all the, the filth and the dirt and the, the raggedness of his life. He, he laid it across him and wrapped him in that robe. And he said, now let's get shoes for his feet. But then he gave him the ring. I mean, he came right from the hog pen. And and now he has a robe and he has shoes and he has a ring. That ring that he gave him was the family ring. It was the ability of the family. It was the family seal. It was their seal of authority. It was their symbol of power. And the thing he, that I noticed about this, he, he didn't say this. You know, son, you're going to have to work for a while and earn this. He didn't have to, did he? <laughs> you know what that, I don't know why I'm shaking up about this, but you, he didn't, he said, you can have this now. When you come to Jesus, automatically you have authority in his name. Automatically. Because that, that whole story is about God and what he thinks about us. It's about God. Hallelujah. So I lost my place. So I guess I want to say this that, uh, when he came to himself, he found out who he was and he was back in the house and he had been beaten down by the devil, but you don't have to be beaten down by the devil. The Bible says in first Peter four, eight or five, eight, it says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. He walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. Now, when I was thinking about this, you could probably say this, and I've, I've had people even tell me this. You know, I'm strong. I'm strong in myself. I, you know, and maybe your, your mom or your dad, maybe you're out there, you could be online and listening to this today. And, and maybe you are strong. Your, your parents put good habits in you. They taught you something. And so you're successful. And, and you saying, you know, I, I don't really need that. I don't, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to study my Bible and I certainly don't need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to do that. And you know, that, you know, if that's the case, you might slide by. But when I was thinking about this, what about your children? Hallelujah. I mean, we live in perilous times and it's not getting any better, you know, but it doesn't matter. We know who we are in Christ. Your kids need to be trained up in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now, the two words in that scripture that always stuck out to me was the first one, train, and the last one is it. Okay? 
What is that it that they never depart from the training? The training that is put in them. And that's why you need to have your kids in church. Pastor Denise does a great job with the kids. She teaches them who they are in Christ and what they have in Christ. And and, and what power is available for them at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the privileges that they have when they're walking as a son or a daughter in Christ. She teaches them that. That's what we teach you. Amen. Amen. So it's important. And and it made me think about, about there was it being at Longmont Christian School all of those years. And finally, I mean, at first everybody wanted the same thing, but it, it really, as time went on, the time came to where a lot of people were like that. They were thinking, well, you know, we don't, they didn't go to church, but they wanted what we had. They wanted us to put something in their kids. And a lot of times we called it character, but really character comes from God. We put the spirit of God in them, the word of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and that's, it's important for you to train your kids. And you know, I, when I was thinking of this, um, I have a word for, a word for, I'm going to come down here. I've got a word for you, Miss Barons. Hallelujah. And I was thinking about you yesterday, and I was just thinking that that the Lord told me to tell you, don't go weary in doing good. Hallelujah. Because you're an anchor. You have been stable for years, and you and you always you are a foundation of what God wants to do in that in that school. And that thing that's in your heart, I know what it is. God knows what it is too. It's revival. And, and he said, it shall come to pass. And that revival is going to go outside of those walls and everywhere because that the foundation and the heart that you have for those kids. So don't become weary in doing good. <laughs> Amen. I love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you know, we do have an enemy. The Bible says that he comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. Hallelujah. But we don't have to go through life having him just dominate on us. And, and so it, you know, right now, I believe this, that if you're online or you're in this room, there's, there's, there's power that's available for you to overcome him in the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't have to be defeated. You can walk in victory. Amen. And it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit and your authority as a believer. Amen. So I'm going to, this week, I'm going to talk about uh, our authority through our redemption. Next week, it'll be our authority as a believer through righteousness. And then the third week, I'm going to, I'm going to be talking about resistance. You resist him and he'll flee. The, the oddest thing happened to me the other night when I was dreaming. I mean, when I was sleeping, I don't really like to dream that much, especially bad dreams. But this dream, I could see this sign and it was flashing in front of me, righteousness. And it, and it was, I had written it and I looked at it and I was going, did I spell that right? Is there an E in it? And there was, you know, I, in fact, I got up, I finally got up and I looked it up. There is an E in it. 
And, and so, but, but there's, God wants you to know who you are in him. And he wants to know that you, 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 you need the understanding of these things. So we're going to start off with redemption today. You need to understand what Jesus came to do and what he did for you. And, and you might say, well, I know what he did. He died on the cross. Well, thousands of people died on the cross. And, and I was, any chosen fans in here? Anybody watch The Chosen? Okay. I love, I, I love, I like The Chosen. I love you, honey. But, but, but we, we, we both, we liked that series. And I remember that in the second series, excuse me, in the second series that, that they were walking into Jerusalem. He was with, Jesus was with three of his disciples. And I can't call their names right now. I know one of them was John, but he went walking in. And when they started to go into Jerusalem, that there were, there were people on the, on the side that were being, that they had been crucified and they were suffering. And it was almost like Jesus, it, like the movie and everything just stopped. It was silent. And he was watching. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, he knows his destiny. He sees these guys suffering. And then all of a sudden you hear these voices and they get louder and they get louder. And, Lord, we got to go. Actually, they were going. He was always on a mission and he knew where he was going. He was going to heal that man at the pool of Bethesda. That's where he was going. So, but you know, it was different for him. Hallelujah. Jesus had no sin. He was a spotless lamb. He was the son of God without blemish. He was the lamb of God. John proclaimed it when he saw him. He said, behold, the lamb of God that takes away all the sins of the world. He proclaimed it. And, and not only that, he, he died on the cross and he took our sin, our sickness, and he tasted death for every man. Not only that, but he took our judgment when he was on that cross. But he did much more than that. So much more than that. You know, when he, he died on that cross and he went to heaven, he stripped the devil of his power. He did. He took his power away from him. Now, I'm not saying that you don't still have to deal with him, but you know what? When he went back, when he's sitting at the, at the, uh, thr- the right, right hand of the throne of God, he, the devil knows this, that his dominion was crushed by Jesus Christ. Amen. And he did that. So, so, and it's about this. It's about who's stronger. Hallelujah. I, it, I think it's important for us to all be strong. I go to the gym and, and I really, I'm trying to be strong, stronger than I would if I just stayed at home and did my favorite thing, eat chips. <laughs> I know I bore that sin to you, but, but anyway, I go to the gym, but why? Because I want to be stronger. I, and, and, and the Bible talks about who, who is stronger. In the scripture, it says this in Luke chapter 11 to verse 21. It says, when the strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. The strong man. But it says, but when a stronger than he comes, comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all the armor in which he trusted and divides the spoils. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus went back to heaven, he took his blood back to heaven. He took the blood of a human back to heaven. Hallelujah. And you know, he 
proved that he was the stronger one. He came upon this strong man and he broke his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one name that, that, that the devil honors and that's the name of Jesus. But he took that blood and he sprinkled it in heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says in, in, uh, Hebrews, I'm going to read this scripture to you. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24, it says, To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he took his blood back to heaven, and and he presented it to the Father. Hallelujah. And And what that blood, it represents the fact Throughout all eternity, the fact that, that God became a man. He became one of us. And that he died and he rose again to be a sacrifice for us. Hallelujah. He sacrificed himself and it was for our salvation. Hallelujah. And that blood is forever there. It's always there as a reminder in heaven and on earth, that Jesus did that for us. Amen? Amen. He did that for you. He did it for me. You know, every time I think about stuff like this, I think about I was really that prodigal. I was, you know, I didn't come from the hog pen, but I lived a really bad life. But I went to Jesus, and I asked for him to be, I, I just said, I confessed. I mean, I asked for forgiveness and I confessed him as my Lord. Hallelujah. I'll never forget that day. I thought I was, I just thought, I felt like I could have just floated off into heaven. And we've all been there. He did that for us. Hallelujah. And you know, we have overcome. Say, I have overcome. Say it like you mean it. I have overcome. Hallelujah. The Bible says in, in Revelations 12:11, it says this, Revelation 12:11, it says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. The Bible says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. So now we can say we overcame. I have overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. So when the devil comes at you and he brings things like trouble, um, heartache, or I wrote down some of these things, maybe brokenness or maybe even a tragedy, and you know he caused it, you know what you tell him? You tell him, I come before you with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I come before you and I plead the blood of Jesus over me and my family and our life. Hallelujah. And I come against you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 When you bear the name of Jesus, you have power. Power to overcome the enemy. And I'm telling you that, that, that when you think of this, our redemption is wrapped up in that fact. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now, let me read this to you. It's in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. And I'm just going to read part of this. I have the whole thing on the lesson today. But, but you know, I'm just going to read part of it. It says that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. We need to know about Jesus, don't we? 
We need to, we need to be taught about, Je- we need to read and teach ourselves and learn about Jesus and what he's done for us in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now he says some more things, but I'm going to stop right there. Hallelujah. I believe something's been given to us. I believe that it's, that it's the exceeding what, and what is this? The exceeding greatness of his power toward us. That's resurrection power. Hallelujah. He's given us that power. Hallelujah. So, you know, when he comes again, if if he comes, then what you have to do is you have to resist him and tell him, you know, you know what? No, devil. Jesus did this for me. He took my sickness and he took my death and and went and he rose from the dead. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And now I have I have victory over you. Hallelujah. So I stand against you and I come against you now in the name of Jesus. But there's a catch here. It says, for those who believe, we have to be a believer. Hallelujah. We have to be a a believer. You know, there's some people that would say, you know, man, that's extreme, Pastor. I mean, that's an extreme message. I believe in Jesus, but but I I don't know if I believe all that stuff. Well, I, I hope I'm not telling you anything that's not in the Word of God. God did this for us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And again, that our redemption is wrapped up in these promises that we're reading about today. We know this. Hallelujah. Why? Say this. I believe. I believe. Say, it, I mean, say it with confidence. I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. What do you believe? Okay. That was kind of tricky. No, I know what you believe. You believe like I do. You believe that we have the victory through the blood and the name. We have the victory. Now, i got one more scripture to share with you, and then I want to tell you a story. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, excuse me, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Now to him. Now to him, it's capital. Now to God. It's God. He's able. The Bible says that he is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. He is able. And he said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. That's what he's able to do. What's God able to do? Exceedingly abundantly above all. All what? All that I may ask, all that I may ask. But actually, it's more than that. It's more than than what you ask. It's what you think. Hallelujah. That's how big he is. Hallelujah. That job. Hallelujah. God's bigger than that job you're looking for. Hallelujah. That trouble in your house. God's bigger than that trouble. He's bigger than that trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever it is. 
That, that I really though, I think that we can't do this. We can't be successful in, in our, our home, our finances. We can, in, in our emotions or, or to walk morally before God or, or to be physical. I mean, to be healthy, to be physical, to be healthy. I, you know, it, we can't do all that without God. We just can't do that. Hallelujah. Cause the devil is powerful, but Jesus has more power than him. Amen. So, so you may be thinking, well, if he has all that power, well, how come it's not working for me? It's because you hadn't read the part of the last part of it. It says, according to the power that works in us. What is that power? Holy Spirit. Yep. Hallelujah. It is the Holy Spirit, but it's faith. It's faith. It's our faith. I think sometimes we limit God. And you know, faith, from the best that I know about this, even when you get, when you get saved, you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. Mouse? Mouth. Okay? Hallelujah. You speak with your mouth. You know, you believe something. And that, that should be a promise that you have. God's promised me a baby. He said that I'd be pr- fruitful. God's promised me a job. He said that he would prosper me. God's promised me health. He's promised that this cancer has to go out of my body. He's promised. He's promised this. And I believe it. And you begin to speak those promises. He took stripes from me. And with those stripes, I am healed. He supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror who lo- through him who loves me. I have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Hallelujah. It's see, we have a part to play. He supplied everything that we need, but our part is to believe it. Number one, and begin to use our mouth in the right way. And it's, you know, there's, and we've all been guilty of this. We get into that hard place and we, we finally, we begin to wane in, in, in our faith. It's hard. The Bible tells us not to become weary in well-doing. And and it's, uh, honestly, that leads to my story that I wanted to tell today. And so I was thinking about this, and it was it, and it was really a desperate time in our life. We were desperate. Hallelujah. Because, because uh, you know, we'd, we, we lost a child. And then, and then we went through the, I mean, so many measures to have a baby again. My wife had a tubal reversal. And I tell these stories and someday she'll come up here and correct them all. But, but this is my version of it. And, and, and she believed God. In fact, she had to pull me along with her. She was tenacious and she believed God that we were going to have a baby. Hallelujah. So finally she was pregnant. And, and, and I'm thinking of this day, this one day, it was a Sunday afternoon when, when she had just become pregnant. We knew it. We we're excited about it. When all of a sudden she'd been over in pain and she was laying on the couch and, and, uh, Travis, he's probably about six. <laughs> I don't know. He's just a little kid. And we laid hands on her and we spoke the word of God over her. It was a desperate time for us. Hallelujah. And so I wrote down things. And I think this is good advice to everybody. Hallelujah. First thing we did is we need you. We said this. We need you, Holy Spirit. And then here's what we did. We surrounded our ourselves with people of like faith. People who believe like we did. 
And they were speaking with us the same thing. Hallelujah. Because we needed God to move in our life. Hallelujah. And in our desperation, we found out our redemption and what Jesus had done for us. Hallelujah. He didn't just die for our sins, but he gave us his blood to overcome that situation. And we, we begin to get stronger. And, and, and as we, as, as that happened, then, then we begin to speak the power of his name. We trusted in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We, we, we said you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And we believe it. We believe it. And we just, we had to grind it out. I mean, it was, it was hard. We had to just continue to just grind it out. Hallelujah. But we did. And, and God blessed us with not one son, but two. He did exceedingly abundantly above all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Their names are thunder and lightning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Thunder and lightning. You see what I'm talking about today, though? Hallelujah. Jesus has done all this for us, and we need to grasp it. Hallelujah. We walk in our redemption day after day after day. And, you know, the reason why we need to be so tenacious about this is because we are in a war. We are. I mean, we are in a war, so that's why we need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need to edify ourselves. Hallelujah. And get strong and speak the name of Jesus and get into the Word of God and find out what those promises are. And that's, you know what? It's not easy. This is not like an ATM machine. Give me a hundred bucks. You know, you got to have money in the bank, though. If not, a boxing glove hits you right in the face. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm, I made that part up. But we live, you know, the, the bottom line, I was talking to Pastor Steve. We, we had lunch the other day, and, and we, were, we were talking about this. And, and we live, sometimes we live in an instant world. I mean, it's there. You know, instant money, instant pudding, <laughs> instant breakfast. You know, instant, you know, and so we, the, the thing is we can't get spoiled to instant. We can't. And, and sometimes you've got to get in that gym and work out. Woof, woof. You know, there's, there's days where I'll see that my gym bag over in the corner in there and I go, I bind you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets, it gets closer and closer and I run. <laughs> no. Okay. I made all that up. Okay. But you know, when I see it through, you know, I just know this. I, I saw, uh, I saw, uh, Tony and Angie at the gym on Friday. And I, you know, and what, <laughs> I'll let you tell them their story. But anyway, they were there and, and we were, I, I don't know, we were just talking about different goals. And I said, you know what my goal is? It's to stay alive. <laughs> I just want to be healthy. Hallelujah. I want to, I want to enjoy my grandkids. But you know what? It's more than that. I, I want to be a witness to them. Hallelujah. 
We want to be a witness to them so they can see the victory that God has given us. Amen. Amen. And that's for everybody. Hallelujah. Pastor Willie, will you uh, come and play some music? Hallelujah. Now, listen, I, I just want to say this this morning. I can't ever end a service without saying this, that if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's the day. Every day can be your day of salvation. Today you can receive Jesus. The best thing. Do you remember that story about that young man who'd been living in the hog pen? And that's just a symbol of what God does for us. We have filth and dirt all over us from the world. And he wraps us up in the best robe. He does that. That's a picture of God and what he can do for us. Hallelujah. So I'll look around the room. Is there anybody in here? And even online, if you're listening today. If, if, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord, you know, tonight, if you receive Jesus, you know this, that if you were to die, you go to heaven. Hallelujah. And that's just one of the promises. Hallelujah. Spotless lamb. He had no sin. <laughs> the lamb of God. He took our sin, sickness, and he tasted death for every single one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our judgment too. Hallelujah. Anybody? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, hallelujah. I guess that's it. I'm listening right now. Lord, I'm just going to listen to you. You want to do anything else? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.